You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, uh, episode 6. Uh, I'm John, and tonight joined by Chris and John. How are you doing? Hello. Howdy. Right. Still don't know what folk have got used. I need to like overthink the, the intro now. I'm like trying not to say like evening or that in the intro, and then I'm like right, I say, but I still doesn't feel natural. But are uh, you both good? Yeah, good. Yeah, Aye. Aye. pretty good week. Yeah, a good week. Hundred percent all right. Mm-hmm. I hope I would do. Um, so, starting off, I the run couldn't continue, could it, with the charity of it? No. Sadly not. Um, we weren't far away, though. We got two out of three correct again. Uh, like what we were doing last season. AR, with a seven-goal thriller, they came out in the end, 40 winners. Still in Albion. Again, they won, 2 out. Pure headlights down, actually. Uh, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, one, of, one of Stenny's goals was Longworth, I think. Was that Longworth? Right, so uh, maybe it'd be a, a shout for the, the first goal scorer at some point. Maybe I know that he's putting a, a, a low league. Um, the other bet, first goal scorer, Craig Moore, looked a good bet paper. He did score, been on the first goal. And who was our slagger off last week? Can you remember? So he wasn't really a goal scorer? No, I can't remember. No. Ah. Clyde. David Goodwillie. Oh. Yeah. I think we had the better one last week. Good. Aye. Scoring first. So, there we go. So, I we'll see what comes up later on. But aye, he did, he did score first. They lost. They did lose, but he, did, he scored first. So, see what happens with that. Uh, so, I'm uh, moving swiftly on. Good news for your team, Chris. Celtic in Europe, a star. I thought maybe said it could be a tricky tie. That was one of them. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a lot harder. Um, to, to be honest, it, probably the scoreline flattered Celtic a wee bit because um, for a lot of that first half, Celtic never really clicked as well as they could they were giving the ball away quite a lot it seemed like at least that was the impression I got in the back um, the stats don't seem to match that up oddly so maybe I was just being more nervy but um, it was one of those things where Tom Rogic bit of magic uh, not for the the last time in this podcast I imagine I'd be saying that but um, aye, it was I think what must have went through a lot of people's heads when Tom Rogic went in that run was oh the cup final goal Apologies for bringing it up for you too, but uh, it was I did have that same feel about it. It was just kind of he was getting away from guys and cutting in, and then rather than putting it in at the near post as he did in the cup final, he, he put it across goal. Uh, it wasn't hitting the target until the, the defender knocked it into the net, so that was a a nice aid. But um, even the, the second goal wasn't great from Stanner's point of view, but uh, it was one of those things that. In the Champions League, you tend to get punished for that kind of thing from the good teams. So it was nice to be the team that was doing the punishing, as opposed to the team that was being punished, as has been the case in previous years. 
Uh, so yes, yeah, Sinclair's cracking finish into the far post. Uh, so we went in at half time, having had one shot on target and two nil up. Uh, and that continued actually <laughs> the rest of the game. We only had three shots on target all night. Um, but yeah, as, as the game wore on, you, you kind of think of Stan and we're, we're fading. Bit of controversy with the third goal, maybe with the the head knock with Rajic and uh, his opponent. Maybe the referee should have stopped the game. Glad he didn't though, because obviously we got the third goal from it. But I, I, I think I, I was surprised he didn't stop it. To be honest, um, there was definitely blood involved. I can't remember if the the stand-up player continued, but certainly we took Rodrigo off straight away and put McGregor on. Uh, and then, I mean, at 3-0, I'd have been absolutely delighted with that, but we went on and got a fourth, which I missed, because I had to go upstairs and deal with the, my daughter. <laughs> she was screaming the place down at the time. Um, and I came down to watch Maybe it. Maybe she was celebrating the goals. Maybe she Maybe was, she was right. celebrating the, the goals. The, the funniest bit was when I came down to watch it on one of the, the video feeds on Twitter. And as I tried to watch it, Griffith scored the fifth. So I had to stop watching that to watch the score the first and then went back to watching the fourth one. Uh, that was just... <laughs> well, I say Griffith scored the first again. Uh, it, was, it was probably missing the target. It's, it's probably vitally given as a own goal. Um, shit shit is, off. Yes, shit off. Yeah. Um, Griffith has been getting closer and closer to scoring a century of goals for Celtic, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we reckon he's an 89. He reckons he should claim that goal, so he probably thinks he's a 90 now. Um, but we'll see when he claims he got his hundred and when when the rest is claim it. But uh, I I mean five nil, no away goal. The last time Celtic won by that many goals in Europe, we played Sudova uh, at the start of the run as a vol. Um, and I, I've been trying to look it up all day to see if it's ever if anybody has ever turned around a five nil deficit from the first leg. And the closest I could find to anybody doing it was Celtic against Art Media Bratislava. And we never managed it either. We got to 4 now, and that seems to be the best anyone's ever managed. So, um, I can't imagine anyone's clawed it back from 5 now down. No, the, the, well, even the, the as far as I can see, the biggest deficit that's ever been clawed back was Barcelona last season. When they were 4 now down in the first leg and won 6 1 in the second. But I mean, even that 6 1 wouldn't be enough for a stanner because we'd go through away goals. There's only one mm-hmm. result in Celtic's entire history that would knock us out uh, in Europe, and that would be the, the, the 7 0 Barcelona. But a stanner aren't Barcelona, so it seems highly unlikely they'll do that. It's, it leaves an interesting dilemma for the, the game tomorrow, though. I mean, how do Celtic play it? Do, do they try and get the win? Do they, they just play their usual game or do they sit on it and see how it goes? You just play the usual game, Ag. Yeah, I think the team selection that um, Kilmarnock gave an indication what you're going to go with. But that um, was what I wondered because I think Lee Griffiths might start the game on the bench. It's similar to the way we played against Rosenberg in, in Norway in the second leg. We started with the, the kind of that front four of Forrest and Hayes and Sinclair and I think it was Rosie again behind them. Um, yeah, that's... Or was it McGregor that was on behind them in that game? I'm losing track of what we're playing. Uh, but there's obviously options. You don't play the, the out-and-out striker. Um, but I, even that game, it kind of got to the point that when Griffiths came on, it's when the dark we started getting the space. So um, we'll, we'll, add, we'll, we'll have Griffiths on the bench at the very least, um, whether he starts, who knows. Uh, That's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow half, like, half evening. Four. It's half four kick-off, UK time. Aye. Uh, which is still about half nine Astana time. So uh, By the time the game finishes, it'll be coming on midnight. So, uh, I, it's, I'm, I'm fully expect Celtic to be in the, the group stage draw on Thursday. Uh, and then you might have further good news. Well, you've got further good news already. Defender signed. 
depends on what perfect coats are. Yeah, Rivaldo. Um, I escaped. He's a South African. Um, from he's playing for Ajax, obviously. Um, don't know much about him, but uh, he seems to be getting a good write up, which is it's always an encouraging start. He's only twenty, so he probably fits in our age of defenders at the moment. He's been yeah, the older ones. He's team in South Africa. Is that what it is? I think. Ah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, and then there might be further good news with speculation continuing that Roberts is going to be back on loan. Yeah, I've I've seen different reports as to whether that's actually done already or uh, whether it's nearly done or whether there's still a chance to come permanently or just it's it's been going on all summer what I do know is Peter Wall is at the Etihad tonight for the the Man City Everton game so uh, he's been pictured there so that's definite (laughs) so what he's doing down there finalising stuff don't know Um, certainly he's not in a stanner so maybe we'll get a flight out there tomorrow before the the game or maybe he's not going to bother I'm just watching the telly <laughs> I seen I seen minor news that um, you finally got a club for Nadia Chefty, albeit uh, on loan for a season. Yeah, he's away on loan. Uh, Derek Adams, actually. Derek Adams, the manager of Portsmouth Port- 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 former Ross County Hibs, and then Ross County again. Uh, so I well, good luck to him. But I think that's uh, <laughs> that's the other rumor as it's freed up the number seven jersey for somebody that might come for a year, maybe. A suggestion Roberts might take the number seven. I don't. I just give Roberts his old number back because it's not the 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 seven was is magical for certain players. But to be honest, the last few we've had has been Chief G and Janino uh, was in it at one point. And uh, there's a the boy called Miku. Miku, aye, Miku had the number seven. He played in the the one against Barcelona. That's one of the lesser known ones that played in that game. But aye, it's, <laughs> I mean, even even Robbie Keane when he got it. Was, it was it was decent, but it was decent in a very poor Celtic team. So yeah. I mean, even even Larson's badgers they played better, a better than Robbie Keane did. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Youngberg once had that, and I think the missing him plays against uh, Berwick in the Scottish <laughs> Cup time wasn't seen after that. I'm pretty sure he scored in that game, and he was delighted. I thought Camden is only Berwick. Oh, was it Scott Brown that did that? I doubt myself now. That was easy going yeah. But aye, I mean, the number sevens is, is a, a very hit and miss, I think. 25, that's the number you want at uh, Celtic. 25, if I'd like to say, Uber Maravchik was the first one to have it, and the second one to have it was Shishuki Nakamura. Um, I can't think off the top of my head who's had it since, but I mean, that was the first two, so. Ah, uh, it's not bad. It's not a bad reselection. So, moving on, continue with Celtic. Seeing as it was the first. Game of the weekend at yeah. Rugby Park. Yeah, like I said, a crowd of uh, 10,000 fans, odd, mainly uh, Celtic fans. Uh, just I could hear, I could hear the crowd from my work. I work in Kowarnock, and uh, I, you could hear the crowd, which I've never heard before. They uh, working there, but it's just because so many fans were there. Aye, it must have been Celtic fans because I, I mean, I watched it in the telly on, on Saturday lunchtime, and. You could have put all the Kilmarnock fans in the main stand. I don't know why they used two stands for the home fans because you could fit them in home. You could fit them in the main stand with space. The, the yeah. attendance for the, the support that Kilmarnock is pathetic. I thought that once Michael Johnson stopped being involved in Kilmarnock, they might start coming back, but they're showing absolutely no sign of doing that so far. No. Results won't be helping just now as well. Yeah. I've lost the first three, but. And they've all been at home. Um, 
which is a, a big yes. blow for them as well. There was a, there was debate on uh, sports scene last night about whether that's a plastic pitch and how they've only won something like was it 15 or something. 50, 59, I think. Uh, but then, how many of the other teams uh, won the plastic pitch? So I don't, I don't honestly think the plastic pitch is Kilmarnock's biggest problem. I think it might be the team they're putting it. Um, but I mean, I mean, that was Kilmarnock's second game against Celtic in 11 days and they had as many shots and target in that game as they did in the first one. Aye, none. Aye, pretty similar I, that one as well. Well, Boyd played the cup game. Boyd, Boyd didn't Back play the, the Celtic. Boyd, yeah, Boyd didn't play the, the cup game. He did play this game. Um, and about the only thing Boyd did in this game was not turn. <laughs> he tried to turn over one of the defenders and didn't manage it. <laughs> he, oh, sorry, he had that free kick that went wide and it was given pelters for it by the, the Celtic support as well. So. Yeah. I think he only started as well because um, Lee Evans misses went um, into labour, so he missed the game because of that. Yeah, he's probably better off to be honest. Um, I think I, th- I think I'm, I'm right now saying that that means that's one goal in 27 games for Chris Boyd against Celtic. This is the top scorer in the SPL. Yeah, against everybody else. I have to stop slagging off Chris Boyd apparently. Um, Scott from Footy Blog Dep told me to stop slagging off, but um, I can't help it. It's, it's just too easy. <laughs> People will insist on talking them up and comparing them to Larson because he happens to have scored more goals than Larson in the top fight. Yeah, because he played a bit twice as long. <laughs> Larson scored the last in seven seasons. Six, if you count the fact he was injured for most of one of them. He had a very youthful um, defence. Uh, average age is 19 years and four months. Yeah, it was it was the Pretty same back four that we played in the cup game and Tierney was the oldest at 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And neither, Ralston and look pretty good as well, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem in this game, when we played the cup game, we played Lee Griffiths for the first sort of 60 minutes of it. In this game, Lee Griffiths came off the bench. And from a lot of this game, the impression I got was that both Ralston and Miller were getting forward but couldn't find anybody in the middle because there wasn't anybody there. Um, I think there was one chance actually where they found each other. Miller crossed to Ralston and then Ralston just he tried to cut it back and never quite get a cut back. Right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't. A great game for Celtic's perspective, but it was two bits of brilliance from Tom Rodgers. I told you to come back to him. <laughs> um, he, he managed to set up both goals, and I'll give credit where it's due because James Forrest managed to make a lot of space for his goal as well. Um, but yeah, Rodgers just been something else this week. Um, he does he does seem to quite like playing against Kilmarnock as well because he obviously had, there was that goal uh, under Dyla in the ninety second minute or whatever it was that he pinged in at uh, Rugby Park. Uh, so yeah, he set up that goal and then towards the end of the second half he set up the, the McGregor goal as well, which I think McGregor only got because Lee Griffiths was pulled out of the way by the defender. <laughs> it was probably a shoot for yeah. a penalty as well, and Forrest had a, a hand in, the, in his back, he was pushed to the ground in the first half, but uh, the referee didn't seem fit to give that. No, nobody seemed to mention that too much, it's weird because everybody was banging on about the beat on him on the week before. It's amazing how uh, these decisions don't matter when they wouldn't have changed the result in the end. I forgot earlier I was talking about players coming in. The other news of the week was Armstrong signed a new deal with only a year's extension. Yeah, it's a two-year new deal, so it starts now. Um, so yeah, effectively a year extension. So we'll be back in this position again next year. Um, but then maybe that's all Armstrong wants. Maybe Armstrong's quite keen to have one more year at Celtic and then move on. Maybe try his hand down south. Possible. Yeah. 
And maybe he's thinking um, another six Champions League games, see how he gets on and then go, go in January and get a wee bit more money. Look, there was a similar type of agreement with Johnny Hayes. He signed a, an extra deal with Aberdeen on the provision that you know, if Celtic come up with a good offer, he can go or go and talk to him. And that's also what happened. We got more than double what Cardiff tried to get him for um, and based on that agreement. So maybe there's something similar for Armstrong. Very possibly, yeah. I, I think Armstrong definitely fancies going down south from my understanding, but um, just not this minute, which is good for us. Um, although he has kind of lost his place in jam. So it'll be interesting to see that point. He was brilliant against Astana, so um, it'll be interesting to see how that works out and whether Armstrong can get a, a shot every so often mm-hmm. or whether he can fight his way back into the being the first choice or, or what. But um, that's good, that's competition for places, gives Brendan Rodgers options. Great dilemma to have. Yeah. I think Sure Armstrong needs to be careful what he wishes for though, because you know, a year ago the team that he was linked with was Blackburn because Owen Coyle um, mentioned it. But no one else was really learned from because he wasn't in the Celtic team. And I just think he's getting a wee bit greedy. Um maybe he can argue he's been misadvised, but ultimately it comes down to the players. So I think he needs to focus on getting back in that Celtic team first before he thinks about even stepping down south because it's been because his form's been affected because of all this. And that's why he's out of the team now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, he's, he's, he might be trying to push his, uh, as much as he can because he's still at the height of his form, or at least he was at the end of last season. And, um, he's, he's, his stock's quite high, so this is a good time to try and negotiate these things and maybe get a move just when sleeping around talking, kind I of think. But on the other hand, if he's starting to fade away with the form, it's affecting him, he drops out of the team, he might find the six months his value's dropped again, so it's a bit of a gamble. Even a bit of a gamble, even staying. Remember me? I hope I hope he doesn't end up regretting staying, but uh, we'll see. Uh, just just to finish up before we move on away for Celtic, um, the statistics now read that Celtic are fifty-two games unbeaten domestically. If you count the the one that Dyla had at the end of his reign, uh, it's forty-two unbeaten in the league, and actually forty-two unbeaten against across all competitions. Uh, the last team to beat Celtic at all was Barcelona in the Champions League. And they've played 43 games since then, unbeaten. Uh, so, hopefully 43 after we play a stand-up. What was it last to beat you domestically? Was it St. Johnson? It was You played every weekend? Yes, it's going to be next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I said, hopefully 43 against the stand-up, and I'm not seeing any more than that. Uh, in, in case you wonder where that yeah. lies in terms of records, uh, the record of uh, unbeaten in the league is 104 by Steyer Bucharest. <laughs> The um, and the record across all competitions is 62 which is actually Celtics from 1915 to 17 although they were all league games just that's how it worked out because 1915 to 1917 league games is pretty much all you had other than the Scottish Cup it wasn't like the Europe or anything like that it's what good starts there what, what's worth noting is recently Real Madrid's unbeaten record was about 40 so Celtic are around that kind of uh, that kind of area as well. So it's just it's phenomenal stats under under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, someone's got to end it at some point. Um, yeah, maybe St Johnson could do it this weekend. These things always come. Don't away from home. Well, will we talk about St Johnson because they're a hundred percent record as well. Hundred percent. Yes, they are. O'Halloran continuing to find it happy. He's happy again playing this football there. He, he seems quite happy playing at St. Johnson, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I wonder how much Tom Wright's cursing the fact they couldn't get him in before the European game because obviously they avoided Phil when Swanson left, but O'Halloran has more than filled that um, so far. Great start to the season for him, and obviously St Johnson keep going stronger and stronger. And Tom Wright's apparently not in the shortlist for the Hearts job, um, which is baffling. But from a St Johnson point of view, it's great because they're going along nicely at the moment. Uh, first time they've ever yeah. won the first three games of the league season as well. Yeah, I heard that one in the sports scene as well, wasn't it? That surprised me. I think I think it's the first time in the top flight. I think they've maybe done it in the lower leagues, but certainly that's a, that's a great statistic. And let's say the, the next uh, challenge is the, the biggest challenge of all, going to Celtic Park. Try to continue that. Uh, that's clean sheet as well at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's good defence for the, the League Cup defeat. I'm sure they'd rather have won the League Cup game because you still be in the Cup then. But um, that, was, that was the same fixer that knocked them out. So. It was... Uh, yeah, I mean, decent game. Howard and perfect was finish. Uh, there, there was a claim for a penalty, which for Thistle, when uh, Story managed to hit Davidson with the ball on his hand, which is clearly yeah. ball hand, never a penalty. It was they then tried to jump yeah. into him as if he was going to get a foul, but <laughs> which is very strange. Aye. But, um, on the other hand, that's three defeats out of three for Party Thistle for a team that they're probably hoping to do a lot better than, uh, than that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's us. I was about to say, I and they've got Aberdeen at the weekend, so it doesn't get any easier. No, because I mean, Aberdeen will be looking to, to pounce, depending on what happens at Celtic Park. Yes. You, if, if you get a draw at Celtic Park, you win your game, top of the league. Move on to Aberdeen then. I think we may move on to Aberdeen, yeah. Oh, you've been, how long have you been waiting for that to do that? <laughs> Instinctive, just like me, finishes. Yes, yeah. it was written in the script that he would score in the 11th minute as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was wondering if you'd noticed that one. 11 May 83. Mm-hmm. <laughs> noted, fully noted. Good, Good header. Aye, great. She's for both, aye. Great header. Uh, Tandy's delivery. Again, Tandy's delivery is going to help a lot this season, mm-hmm. especially with the fact we lost him again. Considine, 400 appearance as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we were a little bit lucky to win this game. <laughs> yeah, all the um, I mean, it started. Like, it started at nil nil because it was that ridiculous thing for Reynolds right at the start, where Vincent then decided to fall over his own feet or whatever it was. He did. I Couldn't think Vincent sure wanted to shoot indecisive. Yes, yeah. If he'd squared it, Dundee would have scored. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, yeah. never. I think he a... wanted to shoot, but Constantine was getting back on the line that. He thought, what, right, what did I do now? And he had two teammates he could have squared into. And by that time, Lewis got the ball on top of him. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, it was, um, it wasn't just that. It was Heber hit the bar. Um, Scott Allen missed his second sitter in two weeks. Um, yes. I mean, even, even the goal they did get was for a really poor pass for Christie. I mean, it's a good finish mm-hmm. with Deacon, but. I, mean, I know, does Christie get the assist for that? Uh, he should. Christie should get the assist for that. There's one later on, actually, we'll come on to later on in another game where something similar happened. Handling, actually, for him. Oh, aye, aye. But aye, uh, do you think Lewis should have done better about it? Yeah. Possibly. He, Possibly. he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. get criticised for much, um, but I think he'll be disappointed with that. Um, but decent enough straight from the from Deacon. He's been one of these brighter players looking at him this season. They've been unlucky. The kids are actually looking quite a decent, looking quite decent going forward. Yeah. 
Um, and they were probably unlucky about the fact that they were down to nine men when May scored the, the winner. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they came down to nine men because one guy crossed it to another, and then the crossing, he got injured, and then to stretch for it, he got injured. So they were both out injured with the same kind of injury. And then, yeah. like, to get the, it took Dundee time to get the subs ready, and then couldn't get them on because the ball wouldn't go. I think there was well, one, one, went, small, uh, one very small chance for Dundee to put the ball out themselves, and it was just his you know, touch let him down or something. Actually, give the ball away immediately. No, I yeah. think he tried to be clever and kiss it back to the player in front of him, which was really naive. Um, and yeah. obviously, we picked up and went on to score. Um, but you know, it's, they had to be fair to him, McCandy did say there were chances for us to put the ball out, and we yeah. didn't do it. Um, so he's not just blame because Aberdeen have got every right to play on. No, you've well, got to be ruthless yeah. in these situations. And, well, Stephen May certainly was. <laughs> well, that's that. It was, it was a, bit of, a bit of pinball before the goal, but uh, aye, it was a, a cracking finish for me to get the winner. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those games where I don't think Aberdeen played especially well. Two good goals, obviously. But if uh, that was Celtic that had done that, they'd be all like, oh, it's a market champions, not playing too great and still getting a win. Yeah, because we, we, we all agree Dundee had no luck whatsoever in this game. <laughs> and I think no, they certainly didn't. That's two weeks in a row for them. Yeah, that's the other thing is from that perspective, I have seen teams get relegated with that kind of luck. They don't. It's teams that are that look too good to get relegated, but because they have no luck whatsoever, they keep getting beat, or they, they draw games they should win, or they lose games they should at least draw, and the points just never came to get there and they get relegated because of it. If it lasts all season. Now, we're three games in, it's kind of early to say that. But uh, Dundee will certainly be a bit concerned. Aye, they'll be a bit But uh, good for me to go off the back so early for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something that occurred to me when you, uh, I was meant to say this um, last week when uh, we were talking about the guys you'd, you'd signed them. That back when Celtic signed Lee Griffiths, I was quite keen for Celtic to sign Stevie May because I thought he was a, young, a slightly younger version of the same thing, without all the controversy that came with Griffiths at the time. <laughs> now, I mean, clearly uh, Lee Griffiths has worked out for Celtic, so the the the, the, laugh is in, uh, the eggs in my face, to cut the foot. But um, it's. I would like to see Stevie May kind of recapture the form he had at St Johnson because I mean he obviously went down south and he's not really set the header on fire down there so uh, mm. hopefully the, a return to Aberdeen then, or a return north of the border to Aberdeen will help kickstart his career again and maybe maybe yeah. he can start tapping the, the door or he can start tapping Strachan's door but not Aberdeen no no he's Aberdeen no that's just not with Sally not with Sally uh, but I, he scores different types of goals as well, so he's going to definitely add a different dimension and all good. Plenty of options as well on the bench with attacking options. Yeah, sure. well, well, Alex Neal says it's going to take him eight to ten games to get um, fully match fit and, and back back in form. But they can press and couldn't afford to give him that time, whereas we are prepared to make that gamble. So hopefully it works out for us. Um, but that's us now covered. Yeah, that's us now covered. One hundred percent winning teams at the top and one hundred percent losing teams at the bottom. <laughs> Just with the three games. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 actually a really funny table because there's only been <laughs> one draw in three weeks worth of football. <laughs> and that and moves us nicely onto the Rangers versus Hearts. Yes, the ball band of the season. <laughs> yes. 
I'm sure there will be plenty more Paul Band of the season, but yes. I, I'm I'm actually surprised there's only been one draw so far. Um, and I'm kind of surprised it was between these two, because the last thing I would have expected between these two teams was a nothing each draw. <laughs> Aye. Both who into the game but ended appeals when I sent it off, so Ryan Jack and Gonsalves both won their appeals and got to play. Yeah, the, the Jack appeal was ridiculous because that was probably the one thing that Beaton got right that week uh, and it got rescinded. So apparently we've decided that consistency for referees should just be consistently wrong. <laughs> I, I, the, the compliance officer never did a thing. So the, the, the boy Cummins at St Johnson got off with his dive even though the red card was rescinded for it, for the, the Motherwell guy. Um Stokes got away with murder in the, the, the game against Rangers and was able to play against Hamilton and scored. <laughs> Albeit a consolation. Um, it, it was just like, was it just a decision not to give any compliance officer citations because they were already too busy with all the appeals? Maybe a bit like me. Like I sometimes watch sports scene and I'm watching it, but I'm kind of sometimes looking at my phone at the same time. So maybe the compliance officer was doing the same <laughs> and kind of missed these bits. The compliance officer was distracted uh, by a shiny thing. Right. So uh, before we actually talk about the game as such, though, quite interesting to see John Daly criticise Castle's training methods about saying the players weren't fit enough. Don't know whether he directly criticised Castle, but certainly said that players need to get fitter. So it would suggest that they weren't fit enough under the old regime. There is probably an argument for the players didn't train properly for Cathro. I don't know if, like, cause one of the problems seems to be that the players didn't want to do what Cathro wanted them to do. Um, that, that might extend to the training. So it's possible that they, they just they weren't fit enough. I mean, we had the same thing with. Uh, Dyla at Celtic because Dyla always wanted to get his players really fit but they never really showed it until Brendan Rodgers came in and now the fitness is like night and day so it's a, a very strange one with that because I thought that was the one thing Dyla was getting right and yet you see the difference now it's very just been taken to another level because I think Celtic were selling a fit team under Dyla but yeah, yeah Rodgers I mean, just kind of like stepped if, on a notch. If you want the comparison, look at the look at the kind of games in Dallas' second season against Aberdeen compared to the games of Celtic and Aberdeen when Brendan Rodgers came in. So there was games that Aberdeen were winning, or certainly Petodre were winning games late on, um, and then what we were we were struggling towards the end of the game. Whereas under uh, Brendan Rodgers, we've been winning the games late on against. Well, the cup final is a good example of that because Aberdeen will argue about the How many times you've been a cup final? What the hell, Chris? Come on. Aye, we'll, we'll just cut. We'll, John, just make sure you edit the cup final. Aye, exactly. Aye. I do all the editing. Any mention of Rogic in cup final? Magic buttons all over the place. I think we should have a swear box or a, a Rogic in cup final box. Aye. Well, I thought it was worth a little mention this time. I mean, you're right, you, you know what I mean by the, the fact that Aberdeen did dominate like the, the kind of possessions of that game for at least like, the hour mark. Mm-hmm. And it was only after that that Celtic kind of took the ascendancy, but is Aberdeen just tired more than Celtic? Did? Uh, I think we're still a pretty fit team, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's one of the things <laughs> I've, I've, I've praised even for several seasons now. Derek McInnes has managed to get the, the Aberdeen team very fit. Like, certainly against other teams in the league, the the 
difference is night and day. Yeah, uh, but I would rather go back to Rangers and Hearts. Eh? Uh, I suppose the both the pleasing of the both teams will be they got a clean sheet. That's maybe pleasing for the both. Yeah, because they they've been a bit suspect defensively the two of them. Uh, Hearts happy with a point I would say by the highlights it looked like Rangers certainly had kind of better chances or the better yeah, the chances. Way, but I mean, I was unlucky to see his shot come off the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then he made an outstanding well. tackle as well. So he looks as though he's getting back yeah. to form yeah, after yeah. his unfortunate injury. Yeah, the, the, helped with better. I mean, that's time the experience of better. The better's got maybe a wee. <laughs> remember when uh, it was Webster and Presley? Yeah, together. Mm-hmm. And Presley was the old hand, and Webster was the young one. That kind of worked out quite well. So maybe they'll get the same with. Yeah. With Sutton and better. Could be. I mean, I mean, better had that tackle and Miller uh, towards the start of the game and. Then, like you say, sort of the, the challenge of Windass. So, uh, I think there was other things like Smith had one off the line for Alves and uh, Hamilton, even he kind of came in with the, the save for Miller with his foot. Yeah, it's a great save. Yeah, credit yes. to him. I've criticised it to happen yeah. again. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's two clean sheets in a row for Hart. So, you know, obviously, since the Celtic game, they've worked in their defence and you know, they've got four points from two tricky away games. Um, but they, can t- they they dealt with Rangers threat well because Rain- all Rangers it was highlighted in the sports scene that most of the Rangers threat was coming down the middle they didn't really go wide too much and Hearts just soaked it up yeah, yeah. The, the big the one question for this I, we can't tell because it was like the sports scene one camera job again was the the goal that was five for offside that Rangers got now, I think oh, it's, it's, it's simple because Windass was offside, chased after the ball, but Wallace picked it up. I think the, I think the ways was just flagged against Windass. We can't see from the camera whether Wallace was also off. What I did think, though, was Windass was probably blocking the defender from getting to Wallace. So whether then that had an effect as well. Well, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, if I was a linesman and I seen Windass chasing after it as he did, I would put my flag up. It's just just so happens Wallace gets there before him. I think if Wallace is not isn't there, Windass gets it. There was not. I didn't see any. There was no intention for Windass to say I'm not taking part in this. Yeah, it's maybe it was the ball. Yeah, I, I, it's quite possible that uh, Wallace was offside as well. We don't know from the camera, but I mean, that was certainly a suggestion by sports team that went, uh, Wallace was offside. We don't want, just we don't. We can't tell. So it's just, it's hard to be critical of the, the linesman of that one at all. Yeah. Right, so two po- um, the two teams are split by the fact that Hearts lost um, by two by three goals against uh, Celtic in the opening day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's five points that uh, Rangers have dropped. They've had two home games out of three. Um, I mean, you could argue they've had a, a difficult start with the likes of having to play. I mean, going to Fir Park can be difficult, and then hosting both Hibs and Hearts in consecutive weeks. Uh, it's always going to be difficult, but uh, I haven't said that. Celtic did some parts for one at home, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a gap to be making up for Rangers already. I think Thompson picked up hard last night, though. Kachinja's record eye, but it isn't too hot. Well, he wins at eight. No one very many since he's been there. Yeah. Well, yeah, so he wins at eight league games, I think. Yeah. So. Better away from home, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aye. Uh, oh, before we move on, the, just the, the Hearts managing thing. I mean, 
Daly still seems to be there's, there's talk Daly's still going to be in charge for the next game as well um, because Friedman's taking some job at Crystal Palace has it? Mm-hmm. Yes he has done it for football yep. um, The other names that have been linked to him um, I think we mentioned McLaren's taking a job as well but they've already discounted him but they, I mean even last night I was reading that there was five names in the line up uh, Daly being one of them the others being Stephen Presley Paul Hartley Dougie Friedman and Billy Davis and John, and John. Got John's in for it as well. Yeah. Uh, she get she get gaff then. He'd probably. He'd be better. I've not played. F- yeah, <laughs> I don't know how Billy Davis keeps getting linked to every job under the sun. No, they are because he's the most negative. <laughs> don't swear, Chris. Yeah. He's the he's the Scottish is the Scottish equivalent of Alan Kirpersley in terms of he gets linked to every job now. Aye. I bet I think says Cobbersley was quite a decent manager. Aye, no, that's where the comparison ends. Yes, uh, the, the the big I have one major problem with Billy Davis, and it comes down to one game about fifteen years ago now, where Motherwell turned up at Celtic Park when he was in charge uh, and defended. Now I I know lots of teams come at Celtic Park and defend. I'm talking about they put eleven men behind the ball, and every time they actually won it, they hoofed it up the park for nobody to chase. Literally nobody. It was the most negative team I've ever seen at Celtic Park, and it took a Lubo Moravchik wonder free kick to win 1 0 in that game. And to this day, I can still see the, the annoyance of Andy Gorham in goal. Ah, poor it is. So, yeah, that, that, and the fa- my, that and the fact that in the same game, my dad looked down and went, Who is the Motherwell manager? He looks like he's wearing a suit that's too big for him. So, I just, all I ever picture of Billy Davis is this negative little Egypt by. A suit that's too big for So if you think I hate Neil McCann, <laughs> this manager at Dundee, if Hearts employ Billy Davis as a head coach, the haters will probably switch. <laughs> so don't do it, Hearts. Take Presley, take Hartley, take anybody except him. Keep Daly. Keep Daly, aye. Give him a chance. He's doing alright. Look at what Daly's done so far. His opening game is away to Celtic. Well, that's sort of hiding and on. But since then, he's picked up an L-0 draw at Ibrox and he's won one 0 at Kamarnock. Hearts don't exactly have an easy set of fixtures because of the, they're still uh, building the main stand at Dinecastle. But so, I mean, I think he's done all right so far. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But it's whether he'll be the glamour appointment, whether they want to go for something that's considered a glamorous appointment now because the castle are not working out. The longer it takes to decide, the more the fans will get behind Daly if he keeps getting decent results. Yes. So that might play in his favour. Well, you've got this weekend and it's the international break, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so you imagine... So you imagine time. Because of your better time. Because yeah. yeah. I did see suggestions that possibly some people who have been interviewed for it already might be getting interviewed again. Like it was a second interview, so yeah. depending on how well the initial candidate's done, but yeah, see so what happens. You, you'd imagine Daly's interview is how you're going to go on against Marvel. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, if he wins that, he's probably put himself in the, the running because that would then take him up to seven points from a possible twelve, which is not too bad. That's not bad when you consider three of them are Celtic. Aye, and all four yeah. are away from home. Exactly. Um, but yes. I think they'll have an appointment made before the Aberdeen game in two weeks' time. I right, I, 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 oh, yeah. the home of definitely, I definitely, I definitely, I. 
Um, but whilst we're in the capital, we might as well move on to the Hibs and Hamilton match and the um, Coupon Buster. All, all the good ones. Said it to Hamilton again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They keep on defying the odds. And... For, for a team that um, apparently can't score goals, they've won the last two games with six goals. Yes. Yeah, I've only been beaten by Aberdeen this season. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I, they, they get gifts in this game right enough because the first one's a penalty right decision McGregor took it Doherty so no argument with that one so Bingham scored the penalty but we mentioned it earlier the Hanlon suicide ball he's the fanny of the week he is he is the fanny of the week I don't think we had one last week but aye that's brilliant right yeah it's just it's it's just a gift for Longridge <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's thinking he could Try and pass it back to the keeper to um, launch up the park. He can put it out for a throw and just ask questions later. But he chose to... I don't know. He could even have, even if he's going to kick it to his left, boot it properly. He's trying to pass it out wide for I don't know who. <laughs> and long and he's in long range of the intercepted and finished it very well, must be said. But Schoolboy stuff. Yeah. You get, mm-hmm. you get taught it, can ask schoolboy level, don't do, don't do that type of thing when you're under pressure. It's just so I just start uh, However, having said all that, good team goal for the last one. Yes, for all the first two are gifts. Hamilton's third goal is a thing of beauty. If you want to watch good football, and I mean, I'll, 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 there's nothing I enjoy more than simple passing. Like this. Hamilton virtually walked this ball into the net. It's so it's just worked so well. Every pass finds its mark. There's a lot of flicks at the end as well. So, we gave goal of the season to uh, Dembele for a goal against St Johnson, which had little flicks and all sorts of passing and what everybody involved in the team. It's like, Hamilton's isn't too far away for that. So I think when it comes to goal of the season at the end of this season, that's what should be in there. Yeah. It probably will be. Um, I mean, that, the the best bit of that goal was the flick, but I can't mind who it was, but he had two defenders and he flicked it back and then there was a pass for Bingham to finish it. And his finish was very good. Aye, and they've got a big game at the weekend. They've got Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Kilmarnock at home again yeah. uh, at the weekend. So Hamilton could already have a nine-point gap. Yep, I bet some gap for a team that's favourite to be relegated. If you yes. play like this, there's no chance. <laughs> Aye, they're working at the top sets. Aye. Competing for a title. Aye. I mean, uh-huh. when you look at like, Hibs, I mean... <laughs> One of the things I've said for years is that teams could challenge. Well, you know, so long I've been saying it. Teams could challenge Celtic and Rangers if they could just put consistently taking points off them and then continuing to beat teams, the other teams in the league. And so often, what happened was they'd get a good result at Ibrox or they'd get a good result at Celtic Park, and the very next thing they'd do is lose. And sure enough, this Hibs done it. Great result at Ibrox they last week, and they Hibs it. They Hibs it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not much luck for them against Hamilton in recent home fixtures, given that the last time they played them, that was when they got relegated it was, in the playoff. It was, yeah, the second leg of the playoff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that mentioned as well. That was a two goal defeat as well, 2 0. Many mm-hmm. penalties and end up. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, Martin Cannon, again, you know, people say he's not a good enough manager. Well, he keeps keeping Hamilton up, and if he does it again, you know, he can't, he's certainly doing his job. He's now retired from playing as well. He's no longer registered as a player that was in today. Aye. I've seen well, I a statement from Hamilton. Uh, 2016, I think maybe the start of the year, maybe. Right. Okay. But he's not played for a while. In terms of the first team, 
I seen he played a couple under twenty games last season, just to kind of help out. So, but I definitely have a game for them at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, last game of the weekend across the other side of Larkshire, Motherwell and Ross County. I thought Ross County seemed kind of similar to Dundee in this one. Dundee had absolutely no luck in neither the Ross County in this game. Because if anything, Ross County were the better team in the first half. I think the uh, Rutus had a couple of chances. Uh, tried an overhead kick for one of them, which is uh, saved at least. Don't see enough overhead kicks. Um, but yeah, it just seemed like it was Ross County dominated the first half, and then the next thing that happened in the start of the second half was Tate scored. <laughs> Pretty poor defending. Um, and then, like Ross County, he's just continued to shoot himself in the foot with a Van der Weg red card as well. Was you wonder how much it? Well, I don't think, well, apart is the new law not supposed to be if it's um, in the box, you can't have the double whammy unless it's like a push or something? No, I, the idea is that if you've made a genuine attempt to play the ball, it's just a yellow. You don't get the double whammy. Uh, so if, right. not, if you've not tried to play the ball, then it's just straight red. Um, if you stop the goal scoring opportunity, but for I mean, for me, it does. It does try to, it tries to get the ball. We just never really had a chance of getting it. Um, so I th- the red card's probably harsh. It's definitely a penalty. I don't think there's any doubt about that. It's just should they be sent off? Don't want Um So I mean, bulk doubles for the spot. And, and that's pretty much game over, especially when they're down to 10 men. Um, yeah, but about the first one of the season in the league. Yeah. It could have been three, apart from... Um, first point. Well, there was a really rotten pass back. From, well, pass back, it was miles away. Rutus just hit the ball backwards, which um, Motherwell pounced on, and Marcus Fraser, former Celtic player, uh, put in this cracking challenge at the edge of the box to, to prevent the third goal. So, that was a, and then there was a bad pass as well. No, when they were going in for another one, I think it was Bowman. Oh, aye, aye. Bowman put it miles wide. <laughs> the chance was pretty much gone. So much so, sports scene just stopped showing the attack after that. <laughs> so there's a ball wide. Ah, oh, well, actually, gone. I think Ross County are going to find it very difficult this season without the goals of Liam Boyce. I mean, that was 24 last season, and that's going to be difficult for a team like them to um, replace. I mean, I still think they've got enough options that they'll maybe do enough to stay up, but I think they are going to struggle a bit more this season. Hi. Uh, moving on, Scotland's squad was announced today. Yeah. Callum McGregor wasn't in it. Graham Shinney wasn't in it. <laughs> well, Aberdeen players there just don't get it anyway. Kit Shania, who's not been playing, gets in it. Um, Chris Martin, who was a sub, gets in it. Um, Grant Hanley, no one near the Newcastle squad, gets in it. Yeah, just uh, Stephen Whitaker, now that he's playing games again, he's back in. Yeah, Strachan's favourites. Yep, Strachan's got his favourites and he's picked them yet again. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Armstrong's been able to break into that, which is fair enough because he did set up a goal that won the game. Yeah. Um, obviously Matt Phillips was... back in, which is good, but he always yeah. seems to pull out injured, but uh, aye. Yeah, well, well, I mean, Lee Griffiths is obviously the the likely first choice um, striker given he's got two free kicks mm-hmm. against England um, but the, yeah I'd be surprised if he does something else uh, no, uh, the thing that really I find bizarre though is that he's Strachan's quoted the same things like um, oh it's great for our players to have Champions League experience 
but leaves McGregor out of the squad. What? <laughs> yeah. So he, he, he says one thing in the press conference that kind of points to that, and then they, they specifically asked him about Alexa McGregor, and he explains that he was close to taking him, uh, but never quite made up. He's a for Ireland. It's not Aye, it's not just another one. Aye, it's out of favour. Aye, out of favour. He's been told he can leave West Ham. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, ultimately, the problem that Strachan has is the problem that he always has is that there's no central defenders to pick that are any good. So he's gone with exactly the same ones he's been picking for ages, just hoping for the best. Yeah, I mean, maybe, I mean we, we talked about him a lot last season before he was injured, but hopefully John Sutter can um, get his fitness. Now he's back in the the Hearts team, um, he can build his confidence back up and he'll hopefully be knocking the door because he's as good, if not better, than what's in there just now because, I mean, <laughs> it's actually saying that Charlie Mulgrew is arguably the best defender and then he's playing League One. Yeah. I suppose he's, I, we'll I suppose talk about... He's got Champions League experience as well, so... Yeah. <laughs> not for a few years, but uh, he's got the experience at least. Right, we'll probably talk about it more last week, wouldn't we? Yeah. The, the other note for Wednesday one was Jordan Archer, the uh, Millwall goalkeeper, getting his first call up. No, I don't think he's going to play, I'll probably play Gordon, um, or even McGregor at all. Uh, but I, it's, it's, I don't think there was any real surprises in the, the in what he did pick. It was more a case of who he didn't pick, which seems to be mm-hmm. the, the usual call. But uh, yeah, I, like I said earlier, maybe Stephen May will make it one day. We can only hope that the members were Aberdeen us. <laughs> so moving on to predictions we have four games on Saturday two on Sunday yep uh, all the games on Saturday after the o'clock so got Motherwell versus Hearts Chris I will I'm going to give Dale the benefit of the doubt I'm going to say 2-1 Hearts 2-1 Hearts John um, I'm going to go for a home victory. I think two-one model. Oh well, yeah, I'm going to go for one all. So that's I'll just definitely not featuring the charity bit. Uh, one of us Motherwell. is going to be right, but who wins that game? Aye, <laughs> still Motherwell. Definitely aye. Motherwell eleven to five. The draws five to two, and Hart to eleven to ten. Uh, that's not spoken about a bit earlier. Kilmarnock against Hamilton. Uh, I'll give the odds first. Actually, Kilmarnock eleven to eight. The draws twenty-three to ten, and Hamilton are fifteen to eight. So Hamilton could be a decent value considering their start to the season. Uh, John, what do you think? Yeah, um, Hamilton have not a bad record at coming out, and I think that will continue. I think they'll win one nil. I'm going to go for a Hamilton win as well, two one. Uh, right, I'm not going for. I will. I think Kamara will get off the mark, so I am going to go for mm, Desmond. Uh, so I clash of the 100% records with Celtic and St Johnston, Chris. Oh, 1 to 7 Celtic, sorry, 61 to draw and 16 to 1 away. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go 3 1 Celtic. John? Uh, I'll go 2 0 Celtic. I don't think we'll be taking it in China a bit, though. No. Um Aye, I'll go 2 now, Celtic as well. Um, and then last up on Saturday, you've got 
Partick Thistle against Aberdeen. Partick Thistle eighteen to five. The draw is fourteen to five, and Aberdeen are four to six. John, two and Aberdeen. What? Yeah, Chris. Yeah, two and Aberdeen. Uh, yeah, we'll go for two 0 Aberdeen as well. And then Sunday, we have Eric Elkoff half twelve. Dundee versus Hibs, and Dundee are thirteen to five. The draw is twelve to five, and Hibs are even money. Uh, Chris, um, kind of want to bet Dundee, but no, I'm not, it's not going to be. Um, I think Hibs will probably bounce back. I will say two one Hibs. Two one Hibs, John. Snap. Two one Hibs. Uh, I'll go for Dundee. Get our first point season. I'm going for another draw. I'll go 1-0. And then, last up, weekend fixtures, Ross County against Rangers. Ross County are 4-1. Draw is 3-1, and Rangers are 3-5. John? Um, well, start for this game last season, it was three draws between two, and I think that could continue. We'll go 1-1. Chris? Oh, I was going to say as well. 1-1. You just don't start. Uh, Great minds and all that. I'll go for my justice sneak at two one. Um, so I don't know anything there that we all agreed on. So I need to look lower leagues before the podcast starts. Right, John, you said you had a possible treble in mind. Yeah, I'll run it by. Um, we also mentioned there. Um, there seven to ten at home. They are both. Um, yeah. I think Dunfermline have been going quite well and won well at the weekend against Falkirk. I think. Them away to Dumbarton, 65. Um, St Myrne, Dundee United, both teams score 11 to 20. With uh, your 10 pence, I've used this free bet calculator, so I don't know if we use want to double check this, but that returns 57.97, total profit 47.97. What was your odd for St Myrne, Dundee United, both teams score 11 to 20. 11 to 20. 11 to 20. That's pretty easy, I think. Definitely fancy it. That's how I think it is. Aye. Aye. In the firm, definitely have a good season. Start of the season. Can I see you, Jink? Go with um, it. Good, do. I'm, I'm, I'm actually trying to find where Everton is on the Bookie website because I cannot, for the life of me, find where the World League games are. Aye, <laughs> Scottish Coupon. You, uh, you need to go to that. I was looking earlier before we could have started because. I can't even find Scottish Coupon, you know? And they're going to football and then there's a bit first. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Get it. Right. It's a wee bit confusing because you look down sports and say, ah, Scottish football, and you click that and it takes you to the what, the, the entire season betting. But aye, if you go into football and click that, you get Scottish good and then you find it. Right. Who did you say for first goal scorer? Didn't have anyone yet. Podcast. Um, that's well. That, who did we mention? Oh, uh, mentioned a few names. Good Valley because he scored. Longworth had scored. That was him. Do we stick with Moore here? He has scored every game so far this season. Here at home, at Arbroath. I, I think we should. I, I think we should just go with Moore again because I think it's not. Yes. It, it wasn't a bad option. If he doesn't score first this time, we could change him. But right, let's go with Moore. Mm. Cool. Um, 
So I air seven to ten, and Fairland six to five. St Mirren twenty nine. Both teams will score eleven to twenty nine. You're right. Jordi fifty seven ninety seven. So forty seven pound ninety seven profit. And then the odds for Craig will get later in the week. Usually Friday, we get those odds from McBookie for yeah. first goal scorer. Yeah. Should Chris, say, do you agree to that? Aye, aye. It sounds, what was that? It sounds good to me. I was just going to say we should say that's somebody else's bet. Bookie odds. McBookie uh, don't have the both teams to score for St Mirren United yet. Sure, not that I can see. Well, they're not. Well, I managed yeah. to find it. It just means no one, anyway. <laughs> the only thing I can Mind find you, is maybe Dundee United is the match bet. Aye, they're maybe no, but... updating the markets just now. Okay, aye, because I can only see the match bet. The uh, match as well. They must be updating it, because I, I swear I was on earlier, and that's what I saw. Aye, cause there's, aye, there's bolt, also some markets for the like, League 2 games. <laughs> but, aye, aye, they're probably just updating things. Well, we'll, we'll definitely tweet this later on for the SFF podcast Twitter account. Aye, because they'll always get bathers and maybe say it's their own price, but we'll go over we'll go over it about 20 anyway. Um, that should be alright. They shouldn't tell us otherwise. So, anything else before we go, or, and that should be us? I think that's pretty much covered everything tonight. Oh, the other thing I did forget, when Celtic were hammering a start of 5-0, uh, people who have listened to the podcast previously follow Ockermite Talbot as well, and I was at a game and it finished 16-0 to Ockermite Talbot. Crazy moment in the game, Talbot got a penalty, it was saved, and then from the rebound, just like the penalty was fouled, and we got another penalty, which I've never seen before, so... Yeah, bit of a bizarre one. And that's now what I can let tell. It's record victory. 16 now. Ah, so Celtic's 5 now when put in perspective. See, we did. Yeah. Aye. However, though, Talbot then did lose their opening game of the season at the weekend. So, not what not, wasn't as good. But aye, cheers anyway, guys. Alright, cheers. Right, cheers, John. Cheers, Chris. <laughs>